0: Up, it's Greg, Monsters in the Mosh Pit. I'm still here at Horror Hound, and now I am
1: joined by guest Ken. Yeah, hey, I'm Ken Lawrence. I'm a director here at uh, Horror Hound. Actually, writer, director, a <laughs> bunch of other...
0: Yeah. <laughs> a list too long The name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my film is uh, No Signature Required, which uh, screened last night. I was pretty happy with the, with the turnout and the reaction. As far as reactions go, I think you had a probably the better reaction out of
0: everything that was showed in your block, in my opinion. So, I'll uh, take that. You know, Raul, Raul from Headlong and the Monsters guys, he's here with us as well. He's not in the room because uh, I don't know. He's at the convention somewhere, walking around. I'm sure. But uh, him and I talked afterwards, and I, spoiler alert, man, I, we fucking loved your short. It was it was just the right amount of length. It was the right amount of. Um, so sleaze in a good way, mm-hmm. like <laughs> like that's the best way I can describe it. Like I, I, I think I use the word grimy, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's it, it's yeah yeah, yeah. more on the uh, the sci-fi supernatural side a little bit. Um, so tell me a little bit about the the story and kind of how you came up with it, and just go into it. Let me let me hear a little bit All about right. it. So how much do we
1: want to give away? Um, don't give don't give away the plot. All just right. just a story maybe. So you know the, the the basic setup is that a woman comes home, she finds a cardboard box on her doorstep, she brings it inside and she opens it up and there's a like it kind of looks like an egg like a big egg covered but covered in kind of slimy and fleshy looking thing.
0: Listeners, if you if you watch the hatching last year, uh,
1: definitely has that vibe of that egg. Just to give you guys a little bit of insight. Yeah. So she takes it out of the box and then bad things happen
0: there you go i think that's a good way to put it that's a real good leaving it vague enough to know but uh no signature was required to get that box into yep.
1: the house in case you were wondering yeah yeah and you know the the idea came to me just <clears throat> i was just you know it was late at night right i have to listen to podcasts to keep my brain quiet and I, Oh, okay and i wasn't listening to podcasts sometimes i don't on purpose to to uh you know dig into my aid a little bit and see what's going on down there. And um
0: that's a scary place sometimes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the idea of this um box on a on your doorstep just struck me as a creepy visual, you know. Yeah. So then over the next few days I was like, well what would be in the box and you know and, and it just kind of grew from there. The way I write is I usually try to get the whole kind of story in my head before I you know write a single line
0: okay we we just talked to another director just a few minutes ago and his was the opposite like Mm -hmm. he he started and just kind of added to it as you as you went so you had a finished format before you even started the conceptualization
1: yeah i like to know where it starts what's going on in the middle and where it ends cool just because i don't know that some of my favorite directors i feel like don't know where their movies are going (laughs) (laughs) You know? That happens. Um, Like like David Lynch, you know? I love David Lynch. Right. He's the master at creating, you know, this kind of.
0: It's Lynchian. I mean, that's literally they call it
1: Lynchian. Right. (laughs) But, like, let's be fair, a lot of the times I don't think he he has any idea what his movies actually mean. (laughs) Right. You know? And I like a little bit of, um, you know, ambiguity left, but I still think there should be a. A feeling of completeness okay. to the to the film, so yeah. So I like to have an idea of where I'm going before I start traveling. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You said David Lynch. Uh,
0: one of the directors I was kind of picking up was Cronenberg. Yeah, out of out of your work, you definitely influenced by C-
1: Cronenberg a little bit. Yeah, I love Cronenberg, and um, you know, obviously the work he does in body horror, yeah. um, especially his early stuff. You know, especially Videodrome and The Fly. Yeah, yeah, he um, some Videodrome vibes yeah uh, out of out of your flick yeah yeah a so. little bit <laughs> it was a little bit you know slimy stuff <laughs> some slime <laughs> there's
0: some slime <laughs> tell us a little bit about like how, how did the shoot go was it it was you know primarily one location right yep so you had a uh, single single address it looks like mm-hmm. the whole time right so was it a COVID shoot or just it just happened to work out that it worked out perfectly to have a single location for it or
1: yeah i mean that was you know when i write i write to budget Okay. You know? you know, I write to what the story needs, but I will, you know, if I'm planning on something and I, I have an idea in mind for the budget, then I will, you know, write a story that, that meets that budget. Um, so, single location was always part of the deal in my head as I was writing. Single actress, the same. And we got we got a great location from, um, what the hell is that place called? Uh, B&B there. Airbnb? Airbnb, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were up front with them. We're like, you know, we're going to be filming a movie here. You know, you're cool with that. And they, yeah. and they actually gave it to us for a, um, a considerable discount, which was nice. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, we filmed there for three days, basically 12-hour 12 12 hour days, and then another pickup day about a week after those three. And, it went, yeah, it went pretty smooth. One day didn't go as smooth as the others. And, uh, but the, the second day was a little bit hairy. The last day went really well. Cool, and then the pickup day went really well. Uh, at the end, we got what we needed, you know. And uh, I, I definitely think it was it, the what you needed was was good.
0: I I I, I was telling the, the last last gentleman that was in here. You know, I love movies. Okay, I love any any form of art. If you're putting the art out there, I really appreciate it, and I, I love that aspect of it. And just being able to talk to someone about their art makes it even better, right? So when when I see something like this, it, just the the overall technique and everything that went into it is, is really well shot. I mean, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. Like I legitimately was like, damn, that was, that was good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, and sometimes you don't walk away from a film festival like this with a lot of, damn, that was good. Yeah. You know, feeling. So, and I think you hit, like, I don't want to give too much away to the listeners, but you hit that feeling of, kind of what horror is about. So what kind of theme were you really trying to go for? Because you definitely get that a little bit of claustrophobic with that single setting, mm-hmm. uh, and some some of the stuff that happens to her definitely makes you feel claustrophobic. Tell us just a little bit about theme-wise. Like, What were you going for?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thematically, we were I was kind of trying to explore the... Um, on one level, it was exploring kind of uh, vanity, right? But that was... Not the important aspect of it. What I was really trying to explore was the way people can change and kind of leave behind their friends and family. Okay. You know, and this was in the era of, um, of Trump mm-hmm. and COVID. And, you know, and so various people are getting into like QAnon mm-hmm. and basically becoming different people.
0: You basically you know, had to divide fifty percent of the country. You yeah, know I mean, just divide it immediately.
1: Right, and I, you know, I, I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I shoved that down anybody's throat in the, the, the uh, film. But that was kind of the, the, the kind of the impetus, of the you know, the spark. I wanted to kind of address that in a very kind of. Um, roundabout metaphor yeah, I, was, I was
0: trying to say like vague i guess yeah it would be like, like a way of saying it <laughs> yeah but uh, i i think that's great because if you can tell a story and not only get a meaning it's fun to hear what the meaning that the mm-hmm. filmmaker w- was putting into it you know I right. everyone should have an idea of what they're doing like you said some filmmakers maybe just <laughs> go about it and don't know what the hell they're thinking but when you can have your interpretation either mirror what your viewers interpretation is or the viewer takes something else completely different out of it and mm-hmm. maybe they saw it as a personal change mm-hmm. like how they're shedding their own doubts or defeats and like becoming something new mm-hmm. kind of like a a rebirth story yeah, even chrysalis
1: kind of thing Yeah,
0: right. so it's just really cool to have that kind of piece of art mm-hmm. be something that can tell multiple stories but having what the actual creator yeah. things about it is even better. So. Well,
1: you know, and I think, you know, art, the meaning of art comes from, like, three places, right? It either comes from the artist, the viewer, or the, the work itself, mm-hmm. right? And um, I don't think any one is any more important necessarily than the other. I mean, obviously, the work itself can't really have meaning without... Somebody viewing it, but so you know, at, at various question and answers, people will say, you know, I thought this, you know, and I'll say, well, that's not what I was thinking, but it's it's equally as valid. It makes sense, you right? Know? I think that's I think that's dope. I think, like I said, that's one of the things I just love about art in general. Is it, it,
0: it could be a you know a Salvador Dali you know mm-hmm. picture that means something to some the persistence of, of time or something. It mm-hmm. could mean something to somebody else, and then the same thing with with your with your short film or when I'm listening to. Like, Machine Head, Now I'm getting, Dave hears noise. Mm-hmm. I hear, you know, a beautiful message. And that's fine. And, you know, that's kind of the, the concept of what we're trying to do with our listeners is just say, hey, you know, experience everything yourself. Mm-hmm. And this has been really fun for us. The, the media thing was cool because we had to see everybody's trailers and everything. Mm-hmm. But really what's cool is actually sitting down and watching the film and then getting to talk about it. Yeah, And whether we're talking to each other about it or we're talking to the filmmaker or whatever's happening. Like Mm -hmm. last night with Raul and I, we saw your short and immediately was able to converse about it. Mm. It's cool because in these these horror convention settings, we get that option. Right. So this has been really fun for us because we don't normally get to do the interview side of it. We're normally breaking down the film plot synopsis the whole way through and everything so it's kind of cool to actually break it down this way and actually talk to the filmmakers so uh we really appreciate that is there anything else you want to say about uh, the weekend or anything you want to talk about as far as um your your projects do you have anything upcoming what would you like to talk about
1: yeah we're working on a new project that's going to be a little more um ambitious multi-locations multi-actors multi-more money
0: (laughs) we need more money (laughs) um
1: and it's also, the idea of this one is to be kind of a calling card for a feature. I'm already working on expanding it to its feature-length script. So, you know, fingers crossed. As far as this festival, it's just, it's been fantastic, you know, like meeting you guys and meeting, just everybody has been like super friendly and um, super supportive. I've seen a lot of like really great films. Cool. You know, that like... As you say, you see some that maybe aren't like.
0: Sometimes they miss. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they
1: miss. I'm but even still, when even when they miss, yeah. to be fair, like there are always there are things about them. You know, yeah. You're like, oh, I, the pacing was off, but you know. Well,
0: that's why I respect the hell out of anyone that can do this. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, you may have even been part of the conversation yesterday when I said you know just I'm terrified putting myself out there to yeah. do this stuff. You know, we sit at home and do our podcast behind microphones in mm-hmm. our little you know dungeons. And to be even out at a convention talking to someone in person, we're normally looking at you guys through a Zoom thing if we are talking to a Mm -hmm. director, even. So it's terrifying. So we respect the hell out of anyone that's going through this process.
1: Yeah. yeah, Anybody who makes a film has my respect. I have shit on some movies. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Yeah.
0: However, I try not to. And I always find the positives in it. Even Maximum Overdrive.
1: Yeah. I mean, look. So, you know. (laughs) Even Tremors, Dave. Look, I mean, movies are are subjective, right? right. So you, you can't be like, "Oh, they're all the best film." Yeah. All film, The Godfather is just as good as Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> um, you know, there's so you can shit on things. But you <laughs>
0: Those are two movies I never <laughs> thought would be in the same <laughs> set. <sentence.
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Good job on that one, Ken. Dude, dude, (laughs) where's my consuier? (laughs) Consuier, consuier. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Every
0: time I think I'm out, dude, they pull me back (laughs) in. I don't know where my car is, though.
1: (laughs) Jeez, Louise, man. Um, So you know, it's like, yeah, you can shit on movies, but at the same time, yeah, it is good to take to consider the 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 effort that went into right. it, you know. And yeah. every everybody starts somewhere, right? Yeah. So Hey man. I mean I I don't know what Stephen King's excuses for um well I do cocaine. Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of Coke.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um Yeah, I shot I shit on that movie. Yeah. But, Dude, the
1: eighties, cocaine, A C D C King of Rome. Yeah, I know. You love that movie. Well I mean yeah hey, it's a fun movie though. Uh, well that. and
0: I I yeah I gave it credit. I, I you know the writing is actually fairly good. Like the the actual dialogue Mm. Like some of the one-liners are, you yeah, know, great. Uh, the fact that they were able to produce the the Green Goblin without getting sued, you know, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> the, Lisa the, the, Simpson's in it. Lisa Simpson's in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's I some good about th- that. Yeah, Emilio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's some good things in
1: there, but it's just
0: not for <laughs> me. Got that's a
1: awesome. Simpson and a Young Gun. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, just to finish up that point. Um, so, yeah, I, many of the films I uh, have just been phenomenal you know and i'm up for a few awards here and i've seen you know some of the films i'm seeing i'm like well, <laughs> I, if they win it i won't be mad i saw the awards i didn't <laughs> see it was on them just so you know yeah. <laughs> uh, you know i, I
0: yeah. It's it's an honor just to be nominated, right? You, and you did have a, quite a list on there. But, yeah. They showed the list. I, I don't know if, how many of our listeners were either been at the show that we're at right now, or have been, have been to a show. They they show the list of the nominations before the film. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool because then you kind of know what you're getting into, right? You know, like you know, it had judges pick, and yeah, I think it was best writing, even uh, yeah, best we special had, effects. Yeah, I
1: we, we had best short, judges' choice, uh, best writing, best special effects. Yeah.
0: That's that's that says a lot, man. Yeah, it so really I'm, does. I'm
1: I'm hoping to um, I'm hoping to get you know one of those because <laughs> primarily because well I say primarily but you know one to feed the ever you know constant hole that exists in the center of me that can only be filled by praise and adulation. <laughs> but also because the, their statues look cool as fuck. And they do, not,
0: I mean, they were over there earlier and I'm like like those are fucking dope. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but my hole is usually f-
1: filled with tacos.
0: Yeah. So, man, that's, that's cause, yeah. that's because last night we did not get tacos. We ended up White Castle because Taco Bell. You know, was-
1: oh, last night I got I got gas station toquitos from... Oh, yeah, and then indigestion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Ken, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you throw out your plugs, man? Let, let the listeners know where they can find you.
1: All right. Um, a simple plug. Just go to deathwhistlefilms.com. And that'll take you everywhere else. Which you is need a great name, by
0: the way. Death Thank whistle, you. like that's that's a that's a heavy metal name right there. Like <laughs> well, that's that's heavy metal.
1: You know, that's like an actual thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, The death whistle. Yeah, I didn't. Um, when I found it, I was like, "That's that's so fucking heavy metal." Yeah, that's, is like,
0: that is fucking metal. Like. <laughs> Well, uh, well, that's that's it for this one, listeners. Uh, but Ken, will we say one time, uh, you know, when we're in the mosh pit and someone falls down, do you know what to do? You pick them the fuck up. You pick them. Oh my god, he even said to the, pick them the fuck up. That's exactly what
1: Look, we say. Okay, can I make, can I make give a little quick yeah anecdote? I was I saw fishbone right okay back in the day. There was one of their their trumpet player. He played a little fucking like piccolo trumpet. Yeah, but he's just this big fucking jacked guy and um. It's it it a, a great
0: it's <laughs> a great visual yeah
1: and there was a mosh pit and um all of a sudden he's like looking down playing his drum, and then he stops playing and he's like the band the band stops playing and he reaches into the mosh pit and just yanks up this skinny little kid right and the kid's like bleeding and he just like he pulls him out puts him on stage and then he points a finger down at somebody down there and he's like if somebody falls down in the mosh pit you pick them the fuck up that's right
0: he's 100% that's exactly what we said so uh that's fucking awesome man fish bones on board with you on that fish fish but that's, that's that's the metal community man in a fucking heartbeat that's what we are we we are brutal we are extreme but we are also teddy bears and we take care of one another it's so
1: big bag of hugs that's exactly reach
0: big... in and grab as many as you like <laughs> well ken thank you so much uh let's just end it out with this elbows up back to the mosh bed